This is the Promising Panel podcast. I am Alia Amarat, and over the past four months, I've spoken to inspirational leaders across all kinds of industries, music, tech, media, and so much more. But today, I want to go through something that I believe we all need. A recap of the eight top things that I believe as entrepreneurs, we need to make sure we adhere to. We only have a few months left of the rest of the year. So listen up and put them into practice. Really hope you enjoy this episode. Please subscribe, please like, and all the good stuff. A lot of them don't even know what OPM is, and OPM is just other people's money. They don't even think it's available. They don't even see it as an option. Mm. You know, regardless whether that's um, debt or whether that's like, you, you name it. They just don't see getting other people's money as a part of the process of actually building what they're building when it is a vital piece, you know what I mean? So that, right? Mm. How did you know that that was available? <laughs> I knew it because I was in Necker Island, yeah? And Necker Island is Richard Branson's island in the um, BVIs, yeah? That being said, I was very fortunate that I was, I, I've been on several occasions, yeah? And, but on this occasion here, I remember there was um, a conversation that I was privy to, yeah? I've been privy to a lot of conversations, but I mean, this one in particularly um, confused me actually initially, mm-hmm. because I saw um, someone who by definition is a billionaire um, asking somebody for money for a, a business idea they had. <laughs> I was baffled. I was like, but you're a billionaire. <laughs> like, I mean, a billion is like a thousand million, right? <laughs> like, last time I checked. And you're a billionaire, you know? So, I mean, you've got at least a thousand million. So, I mean, you could take one of those, no? And put it towards this business idea. But then I was like, there must be a reason as to why they're actively raising money. So, I went and asked. And they told me, yeah, I mean, that money is not ready for that risk. It's like, what? <laughs> like as if like money has a certain level of maturity before it can get to a certain... It's like, it's not ready. Like, it's not ready for school. It's not ready to drive. Not ready to drink or what? You know, I was just like, it's not ready for that risk. And I was like, okay. So then that's when they told me about OPM. And I was like, okay, so it's other people's money. And I started to go down this rabbit hole of what other O's are there? <laughs> like, you know, and I started to understand OPI other people's ideas, OPE, other people's experiences, you know, OPT, other people's time. And ultimately, all of these things constitute to leverage. And if you ain't got leverage, you ain't really moving things, you know? So, like, if you really want to make a dent, you really want to leave an impression, you really want to change the world, you know, these are the things that you're going to have to start, yeah, pulling on. What story did you tell yourself to become that leader? Yeah, I ain't ever scared. Literally, I ain't never scared. Like I, would, I used to, cause I was terrified. You know, <laughs> like that's just reality. You know, there was a lot of happenings where I grew up, a lot of it. Um, yeah, I just told myself constantly, I ain't scared. I'm fearless, and I was petrified. <laughs> but I mean, I just kept on saying it, and then 
each time I started to work ways around this thing we call fear. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. Today I tried to go under it, all right, that didn't work. <laughs> Tomorrow I tried to go over it, all right, crap, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, this time around I'm gonna go around the left and then, ah, oh, crap, oh, around the right. And then I just realized one day I got over it. I was like, oh crap, I've got over this thing. You know, and I just kept on practicing that. But yeah, the story I told myself is that I ain't ever scared. That's powerful mm. because everyone is always scared. You're always scared of something, mm. right? And as you said, you willed it. You willed, you willed that narrative. And that essentially is what propelled you to a position of lead or like all these, I mean, back, in, back, back then definitely, but then still continuing that journey. And I actually said, I was doing a talk, I think last year, and I was in a room full of um, like older women, probably like mid 40s to 50s. And I was talking to them. Don't ask me why I was doing a speech in front of people that was much older than me. But um, I was essentially talking to them about stepping into fear. Because the only way fear goes away mm. is by stepping into it. It's like stepping <laughs> into smoke. You step into the smoke and the smoke disappears. Yeah. You ha there's no other way around it. Because as you said, you can't go left, right, up and down. Mm. None of it's going to work, mm. right? You have to step into it and allow, and not be, like, not be parallel to it because you always have it at arm's length. Mm. And you having it at arm's length means that you will never make the steps needed and you never get to where you want to get to, which Loud. is why you've got to 40 or 50 odd years old and you live in regret. Loud. And I was telling the story of I built up a salon at... 20 years old, people saw the fact that I had a salon and I had this and I had that and everyone was just like, wow, like you're so young and you've been able to do this and blah, blah, blah. And then I decided to get rid of the salon. And I actually lied to the people around me why I got rid of it. When in actual fact, my feeling was I failed at it. Mm. But I was scared to tell people that truth because I thought they would see me differently. And then eventually I turned around and was just like, I'm going to step into the fear of telling my authentic truth. I failed at my business relationship. I failed with that partner. Our relationship broke down, which meant everything broke down. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I had to step Obviously. into that to then make, because then I stepped into it and then essentially built another business based on that authentic truth. Mm. I was able to start coaching people and talking about coming out of fear and how to come out of that based on me telling my truth. I urge people that have, even though it's trauma, yeah. even though it's difficult, yeah. using that as your fuel Absolutely. at all times. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that even like not saying that you have to come from poverty or you have to come from adversity mm, to, be able to mm. make something of yourself. No, that's yeah, not what I'm yeah. saying. However, there is something in your life that's deep that you can hone in on. Mm -hmm. Like when people are trying to search for the why or trying to search for the reason why they get up in the mornings and they do what they're doing mm. or they're feeling down and out because nothing's working or whatever it may mm. be. There's been so many times that I've had to deal with shit not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Not oh, yeah. working, being triggered, like things just going wrong all mm -hmm. the time. And it's those moments is being able to reflect on the fact that I know if I don't do this, mm -hmm. my family's going to carry on suffering. 
Absolutely. Every single one of them. And someone in the generation has to be the martyr. Yep. <laughs> and Man. I feel like... I feel like that's that's where that's what we have mm. very much in common. Yeah, being the oldest older siblings, being um, mm. feeling that sense of responsibility, and then realizing mm. how, what poverty really is. Really is, yeah. Because talk about food banks. Mm. I had to go to food banks. Mm. My mum had to do that, mm. right? And the worst part about it is the anger I felt towards my dad's side of the family mm. not even my dad's side of the family but my dad's side that was just a little bit more well off and has mm. never experienced that mm. but one day I'm in a room and we've got a whole table full of food and then the next day there's nothing in the fridge wow and I'd go from house to house and I'd have to and I'd see and you see you see what Cambridge taught you mm. in terms of adapting yeah and code switching yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned that in my house Wow. I learned that because I had to code switch from my mum's to my dad's. Mm. I had to understand the context. Mm. I had to understand the the break, broken relationships between my mum and, say, like, partners or, like, my sister's dad or whatever it may be. I had to understand what she was going through. And then I went to my dad's side and see, fam, like, fa full-on family relationships. Mm. A, a mum, a dad, a husband, a wife... Mm. Like grandparents, uncles, aunties, this, that, like. Mm. But then on my mum's side, there was none of that. Wow. Like that code switching, mm. I learned and I was able to adapt in very different environments. Like if you if you was to put me in the middle of Singapore, in the middle of China, mm. in the front of holy for Chinese people, <laughs> I can navigate. And the worst, mm. the maddest part about it is I I put myself in that situation. Yeah. I went to China for a month mm. and I sat there by myself and navigated <laughs> my way through. That China. is amazing. I did that. Wow. And it was, mm. it was being able to use my experience to mm. adapt. Right. And that's what you learned in Cambridge, which was amazing. Yeah. Right? There's so many different ways that you can learn that. Mm. And I feel like creatives or people that are, are trying to be entrepreneurs and trying to be in business or trying to change the way that they do things and change, change the trajectory of their lives and, and generational wealth and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Everyone wants to talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> However, it's what are you, what drives you the most yeah. that makes you flipping quiet on camera <laughs> from <laughs> nowhere. Come on to Aaliyah's podcast and when this was not planned. Like, and cry, man. What yeah. is that? Yeah. What conversations can you have that triggers you so much that you can hone in on and yeah. say, this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing? Right. Because if you get emotional about something, you need to tap into that a lot more. Most people won't tap into it because they're scared of getting emotional. Absolutely. And out, which is why the potential of you being the best business owner or best entrepreneur mm -hmm. lacks and fails because you're not willing to go through the self-therapy. Mm -hmm. You're not willing to go through that and open up old wounds, but those old wounds will propel you. Mm. And isn't it funny how we both have like, you know, again, similar like upbringing and stuff in relation to like growing up and very working class, etc. But how both of those things were the, I guess the, the, almost like the switch pivotal moments. the pivotal moments that have said that have basically forced us into a place of nah this ain't it i have to do more by any means they have by any means literally you know how you know 50 cent get rich or die trying like, that's my life 
I'm going to die trying. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I need to do because this is where I've come from. And there's no way I can turn back. And it's funny because that can't be taught to some, some people. I think there's different ways of getting it, but that can't be taught. I even um, remember the other day, I was, doing an, I was on Instagram Live. I think it was even on Monday. Monday morning, I was on Instagram Live. And I was doing my, like, I've started doing this thing, like, every Monday, start the week with me and, like, you know, like, getting, like, us pumped up and blah, blah, blah. Then someone must have asked a question just as I was coming towards the end. And they were like, oh, but what if, you know, in your 27 years, you've been working and nothing is working out? Like, literally, they wrote, like, a whole whatever. Nothing's been working, blah, 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 blah. And for the first time, I kind of just sat there. Normally, I'll give, like, a whole spiel about, you know, keep going, you've got to... And I just went, do you know what? Just quit. And I literally looked into the camera and I was like, because you know what, guys? I've come to the point where I'm like, either people are going to do it or you're not. Because there's some things that are inside of me that I can't teach you. No. I just can't. Because this comes from more than just, I want to make money. This comes from, like you rightfully said, and I love, love how you put it. You literally said, if somebody in the line, because this is a generational thing right generational poverty generational curses are a real thing are real and somebody in the line has to be like i have to do something about this so that things can change i have chosen to be that person and so i can't teach that to you if that's not your experience you excuse me you might have other things but i can't teach that to you and i've gotten to the point where i'm like if you have not decided because it is a decision if you have not decided that the only outcome that is possible for you, regardless of what happens, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of the fact that you might have been, you might be on your third business and it's failed, and now you're on your, you're about to go into your fourth business, unless you have decided that either way, I don't know how, I don't know where, but I'm going to make it, I'm going to be successful, you will fail. Because that's it, time and time again, because you have already decided that, oh, but I've tried and it's not working, then keep going. You failed, okay, you fell and you get back up again and you keep going until. Never ever like wash down your brand in order to kind of compromise, like in order to like, um, you know, work with a company, you know, that may not even help you like elevate what you're trying to do. So imagine, um, create like for example, you did a partnership with, I don't know, Meta, for example, I don't know, like just, just, just the yeah. argument. <laughs> Make sure that you actually look at how is, is this going to add value to create a life, you know? Um, I, we've done a lot of partnerships with companies where we've taken, like, we've done, let's say we're commissioned to, like, um, train 150 people to get into tech. We've took a night, taken 90, we trained 90, and then we see them afterwards winning a lot of diversity and inclusion awards. Hmm, where's that coming from? Mm. But they were not getting acknowledgement from it. The contract terms are not really favourable. We're making a loss. I'm having to spend so much money, and actually, we're not, you know, we're not um, making a profit. So build, build things. Don't, don't be afraid of collaboration, but collaborate selfishly. Mm. It's my, it's my. That sounds really like <laughs> not fancy and quirky. No, no, no that's it's, it's, <laughs> facts. Yeah, actually, collaborate selfishly in terms of like, like you cannot. You have to be stubborn with your vision and you have to be protective of your vision um, and collaborate selfishly. One of them is self-belief. You've got to believe in yourself because no one else won't believe in you. 
literally point blank. You've got to believe in the vision. Write it down, visualize it. I, I remember just on this topic of believing yourself, I remember pacing around in my producer's room, Panero Beats, saying to myself, walking around in the room, you know, walking around the room, saying to myself, I'm gonna make it, bro. We're gonna make it, bro. We're gonna make it, bro. We're gonna make it. And he started laughing, bro. And I'm like, bro, I'm being dead serious, bro. We're gonna make it. It's that self-belief when no one else believes in you. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That's first things first. It's deep. It goes deeper than what it is the saying. You have to actually believe it's going to work. Otherwise, you will quit. You have to be passionate. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Of course, that's the first thing. Second thing is don't take no. Don't take don't take no personal. Right? We're in an industry of opinions. So if one and two people don't think you're good or your artist is good or your company's not good, that doesn't mean you're not good. You know what I'm trying to say? You need to create your own doors. If all your if all the no's are doors and they shut and they shut and they shut, you know what you do? You build a door. You open it and walk through yourself. You know what I'm trying to say? You find a space. It could be a tiny space, you know, and you build that door. All them knows. Call for the door if you need to. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah? So, like, that no. Because what happens is, yeah, the, you get told no so much times, you start believing in that no. So, again, it, and that links with the self-belief. You know what I'm trying to say? So, believe in yourself. Don't take no personal. Use that as motivation. Like, yeah, never no. Go again. Never no. Go again. Right? And the last one... The last one I would say is, hmm, you know, like, you know, these questions, there's so many things fall through your head. Mm. And then probably when I'm watching this back, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have said that. But for in this moment, what I'm thinking of is like building the right team because no one person is, no one person can make it. No one person's an island. Is that, is that the saying? Mm. Build the right team. Trial people. You know what I'm trying to say? Don't go full force into it with someone because you don't know. Everybody gives you that talk in the beginning. That, oh, yeah, bro, I want to I do this and I want to do that. And, like, you, you might actually feel that energy and think, yeah, this is, this is, I found that person. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That's because they were just giving it to you at that time. But really and truly, after, like, three months when no money's been made and they're having to, to stay up late and do all of this and all of that, they're bouncing. You know what I'm trying to say? Because they're not really passionate about this. They don't really care. They just thought that they could come on board, leverage off you, and go and do their thing. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's one thing. Trial people. Because, yeah. You could get nitty gritty deep into it and that person just bounces and leaves you. And then it's just like... Yeah, back to square one type of thing. So that's what I, that's the kind of three things that I would say right now for a young entrepreneur that's trying to come up in this game. You were just listening to the Promising Entrepreneur podcast. I am Amelia Amarat, and thank you so much for listening all the way through. Don't forget to click subscribe. 
and share to at least one person because that's the only thing that's going to fuel us to carry on. <laughs>